that was like a complicated message to tell kids of like, there are deeper reasons for why people do things and there are self-fulfilling prophecies. And like, as a movie aimed at kids, I thought that was a really ambitious way to go about it. Even if the broad message isn't a surprise in 2016. I think the details are gutsier than you would expect in a in a kid's movie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 403 with a review of Zootopia. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are talking about Zootopia, the new uh, Disney film with animated aminals uh, doing their aminal thing in their human world. So, um, we were thinking about doing a review of uh, London Has Fallen um, with a guest reviewer, uh, but they happen to not be here, and the movie happens to not be very good. So, (laughs) instead, the review has fallen, and we're just going to briefly mention our thoughts on the film. So, uh, Carson, you want to start us off? That's what happens when you make a movie out of uh, bourbon and poor choices. (laughs) That's so duh. Of course, if this movie was a little bit more bourbon and a little less poor choices, it could have been pretty good. Uh, I don't think it could have been good in any... I I just... uh, I I think it's admirable that a movie made me want to leave the second the logos came up. Um, (laughs) Was this also made by Sunk Cost Pictures? (laughs) It was, yeah. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it was financed by them. um, Because uh, whoever sunk $70 million into, into... basically a recreation of the uh the news i uh yeah the money is definitely not on screen um the cgi in this is uh i'm pretty sure it was unfinished and uh (laughs) there was a lot of exterior like establishing shots that was just ripped from getty images it was like awkwardly (laughs) stretched to fill the frame and it Wait, was Car- like, Carson, are you wow. saying they didn't have enough money to actually blow up London? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to make a really bad joke, but uh, I'm not going to. I'll just say that, uh, yeah, watching this movie is not fun. Um, and uh, like we said when we reviewed Olympus Has Fallen, uh, I mean, I kind of have the same thoughts on this one as I did for that one, which was like, I feel like their heart is in the right place in the sense that it wants to be like a very uh, cheesy uh, 90s style diehard ripoff. But uh, the tone is just all wrong. It's like so grim and and uh, not fun at all. So, um, yeah, like and just watching it, the whole thing just felt like really like ill advised and tacky, especially after like certain events uh <laughs> terrorist mm-hmm. events that have happened uh it just really just was like wow this is why the terrorists hate us um you know you know it, it's 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 funny like the the movie is bad but like speaking of terrorist events that or just just, just events in general that have happened in real life that we've seen yeah. video footage of there is a scene where a car bomb goes off 
in the middle of rows of people and you watch the shitty fake CG explosion oh, that was and then bad. you watch the people run. Yeah. And if you if you just look at any footage from the Boston Marathon bombing, like the way the actual people respond to a small explosive going off next to the finish line versus a giant car bomb going off and people just going like, ah, explosion happened. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I feel like we have more comparison footage to use to like make that look realistic as opposed to like clearly a scene shot where there wasn't even a car there and then people just running as if a giant bomb just went off i mean just the whole fact that they're like trying to be realistic about the events happening in this movie is is like really off-putting like i i feel like when we reviewed white house down like that was the perfect example of how to do a movie like that that kept like the tone very light and fun. Alas, the rocket launcher. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of comedy in it, and like the villains of the movie. I mean, it could possibly happen, but it's not like uh, you know, it doesn't feel like a real world threat where you've seen it on the news or something. You know, like how in Olympus has fallen. The villains were North Koreans, and at the time when that movie was out, there was a lot of activity going on in North Korea, and then, you know, here they're essentially ISIS, and there's a lot of shit going on with that, so it just all just feels, like, really bad and and ill-timed, and um, it just really made me wish that White House Down was the movie that was the hit, and yeah. that was the sequel we were getting, because... Uh, at least Roland Emmerich kn- knew the 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 tone and the 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 goofiness of that movie, and and it was very over the top and uh, didn't feel like it existed in any sort of reality. And I feel like in London Has Fallen, there's definitely it feels like a real world thing that they're trying to go for, but uh, but they're also trying to have it be like a really cheesy action movie with g butts cracking wise and stuff and it just it all just feels really really bad yeah i I don't want to spend too much more time about it so i'll just say quickly that uh once again the second time in a row i enjoy the initial plan that the bad guys have like the simple thing they want to do yeah like the thing that incites what their plan is going to do i like that in this film that was kind of fun besides that they try to make uh, g butts out to be jack bauer like there's a scene where he literally stabs a guy in the side and the president's (laughs) like was that necessary and he's like no it wasn't Um, but then like basically once the shit hits the fan they just abandon the idea of him like really trying to get revenge on these people who did something bad and it sort of just becomes like hey let's shoot stuff for for an hour it's funny Um, because like the worst episode of 24 felt was better and felt more cinematic than this movie yeah (laughs) yeah i just wanted i I just wanted uh g butts to throw somebody out a window like jack bauer too (laughs) (laughs) yeah or throw a table or something you know But anyways, we're not here to talk about 24 or London Has Fallen. We are here to talk about Zootopia. Yes. and uh, Much lighter (laughs) fare. That's something that we can definitely weigh in on as a group, and we don't have to keep Steven silent on the side as we... Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm just here, you know, a little ram holding your books and stuff, waiting for you to tell me what to do next. Remember, Steven, that you can be anything you want. So if you want to be a member of this podcast, all you have to do is speak up and try. (laughs) Try anything. Try everything. Oh, everything. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, what do you say? Guys? I wasn't correcting. I was reiterating inspirationally. But no, no, I legit don't know if is it try anything or try everything or is try it everything, everything and and everything, mm-hmm. anything and everything. 
I don't know, but uh, I'm going to start playing the trailer right now for the movie Zootopia and then come back and we are going to give everybody a review. Zootopia, a gleaming city where animals of all breeds, predator and prey alike, live together in peace and harmony. Hi, I'm Judy, your new neighbor. Yeah, well, we're loud. Don't expect us to apologize for it. ZPD's first rabbit officer, Judy Hopps. You ready to make the world a better place? Bad news in this city gripped by fear. What can you tell us about the animals that went savage? Are we safe? This is priority one. Hops. Parking duty. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I'm not just some token bunny. You strike out, you resign. Deal. Hello? I'm here to ask you some questions about a case. Then they should have gotten a real cop to solve it. You are under arrest. For what? Hurting your free wings? You are a key witness. No, he is. I need you to run a plate. All right, I know a guy. You need something done, he's on it. They're all slots? We are in a really big hurry. I am on it break. I have 36 hours left. We can only solve it together. It's not about how badly you want something. It's about what you are capable of. I am a real cop. Never let them see that they get to you. You bunnies. <laughs> so emotional. No, 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 no. Do not let go. I'm gonna let go. What? We may be evolved, but deep down, we are still animals. Quit it. You're gonna start a howl. No, you are naked. For sure. We're a naturalist club. All the way down. Life's a little bit messy. We all make mistakes. No matter what type of animal you are, change starts with you. We gotta go. Whose car is it? The most feared crime boss, Mr. Big. Is that Mr. Big? Stop talking, stop talking. Huh. Daddy! What did we say? No, I sing anyone at my wedding. I have to, baby. Daddy has to. All right, so that was the trailer for Zootopia. Basically, in the world of Zootopia, or in, in the universe of this film, uh, animals have evolved to uh, not their primitive form. Basically, predators and prey are living together in society uh, the way people now live in society in peaceful harmony. <laughs> And uh, wait, you saw parallels with today? That's <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, weird. That went no way over way. my head. Um, but basically, some groups, some members of the population, are uh, starting to become savages, and people are getting scared that there is a disruption in the uh, the, the the great society that is Utopia. So a little uh, would be police officer rabbit has to team up with a fox to try to solve the mystery of what's happening. So sounds normal. So you guys, 
Zootopia. I think Carson going into this film was the most positive. Steven and I were actually not even going to, we originally weren't planning on reviewing it. And then it started making all the money this weekend. And we were like, all right, we should listen to Carson. And Can't be left go. out, guys. <laughs> it's got a hundred percent rating. Although I think uh, some woman gave it a negative score. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't think her sex has anything to do with the rating that she gave this Well, film. it was a woman, and I'm sure she got eviscerated by... Uh, by predators. People telling her how she... Yeah, telling her how she ruined the perfect score of uh, Zootopia and Rotten Tomatoes. Well, anyways, uh, why don't you start us off, Carson, and let us know what you thought of Zootopia. You know, it's funny um, that last week... When I mentioned it, that it was coming out this weekend and Chris was all like, oh, the sloths, man, whatever. <laughs> Zootopia, sloths. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds exactly <laughs> like it. It's uncanny. How do you know? Like, uh, it's funny because this is, I feel like, and I'm sure I'll get backed up by it, but uh, this is, I feel like this this passes the Christopher Schnazy world building test with flying colors. And to think that uh, you're almost going to skip out on it is kind of hilarious. Well, okay, can me. I interject and explain why I wanted to skip out on this film? Uh, yes. So, so my main problem with the way this film is marketed is nothing about the story is marketed at all. The entire, every single trailer that's ever existed for this is like, hey... I'm a bunny who's a police officer and also sloths are funny. Like they never, there is no aspect to the story of this film that was ever sold in any of the marketing. It was simply look, look, there's a new animated film out and animals are people. So you should watch it. And to me, like I'm, I'm fine with the idea of like animals being like, you know, personified and all that kind of jazz. And like, like, like I have no problem with that, but like, I don't like, I watch trailers to decide if I'm interested in a film and I'm not automatically interested because it's animated and there's animals like even the Madagascar films. Um, I, I didn't watch those, but at least I knew the story that like, Oh, the animals are trying to escape from captivity. Right. Isn't that like the whole point of those films initially? Like, yeah. like I got a story arc that was happening that was being sold to me by the trailer. It wasn't just like, Oh, isn't it funny that this like zebra wears an Afro? Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean that's that's a very uh, standard uh, you answer because I would say that uh, <laughs> I do not watch a trailer for the story. I, I thought that that while as annoying those sloth trailers were, I mean not annoying, but after a while you're just kind of like, all right, let's start the movie. I'm tired of this, but uh, at least I thought that showing a scene I think is always better than just showing you like the whole movie or what you think is going to be the whole movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want the whole plot. I just want enough to know like the way I make a decision about me wanting to see a movie is like, go like, Oh, I think that could be an interesting story. I'll watch this movie. You just not want, like, you just want to know where the Dinobots came from. That's all you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's in Chris's biology. You can't fault him for it. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to stereotype you. Uh, my bad. Uh, anyway, but I, I do think the, the movie is on the whole, um, very good. And I think that, uh, the, the world of Zootopia is uh, really cool. Like I, I would, uh, I would visit the world of Zootopia if possible. Um, which I would not be at all surprised 
if uh, Disney all of a sudden is like, coming soon, Zootopia land. Um, because there's just a lot of richness to everything, uh, not only in the animation, which is really, really uh, spectacular, um, but just the, you know, how this city is made up of all these different uh, climates and, you know, places. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool how they did it. And um, I think it's worth seeing just for the animation alone um, because there is so much to look at and uh, to pull from because there's always something going on um, in every frame. Uh, there's like, you know, little visual gags and um, just a lot of like really lush and uh, cool visuals. So um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I I hats off to them. It's a it's a really well animated film, um, and I I do like the the sort of driving story behind this movie, which is the the one that's the at the center, which is the sort of uh, the noir uh, mystery. Uh, it's sort of like this. It's almost like a Chinatown esque mystery at the center of this movie, uh, except it's with you know a fox and a and a bunny. <laughs> so um, it, it, the way they handled that was really cool, and I think that the mystery of it, the mystery element, uh, was really fun, and they had a lot of fun, uh, you know, weaving in and out um, of where it would go. There's a lot of twists and turns for sure. Um, and anytime the movie is focusing on the two of them trying to solve this mystery, uh, the movie really works. Uh, and I had a lot of fun watching them go from place to place and getting clues and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and I really enjoyed, uh, the, the voice cast is really great. I think Jason Bateman is perfectly cast as the Fox. Um, he even kind of looks like. They, I feel like they tailor made his character to kind of look like him in the face and stuff, um, but yeah, like the and then the designs of the characters too are very memorable, um, and uh, the uh, shit. I took too many night howlers. Now I forgot. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm too high, bro. Uh, so, but yeah, so the character design is really great, and the animation is great. The the mystery is great. Oh, and like the all the stuff with um, you know, when we're when we're first introduced to uh Nick Wilde, the fox, uh, and how he's this he's basically just this hustler. Uh so all of his like his first hustle that he does in the movie is like completely genius. Like that whole the visual <laughs> and the like the setup of it of it all is like very very clever. Like anytime the movie is doing like clever sight gags like that uh, it works super well like all of that stuff is amazing um the other things i won't get into it now i'll let i'll let steven talk for now but there is some things where i was kind of like did we really need to go there but i don't think it dampens the movie i think it's overall a, a really stellar movie so lives up to the hype all right. Uh, oh, but before we go on to Steven, uh, if you were an animal in Zootopia, Carson, what would you be? <laughs> no, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steven, what did you think of this film? Oh, I thought I was going to answer seriously. Carson, what animal would you be? I think I'd go. I think I'd be a panda. I don't know what they do, but 
<laughs> yeah, I think they were absent from the movie. They were. I guess they didn't want to step on Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, they, maybe yeah. they didn't want to yeah, get too well, similar. Well, things in this movie aren't really black and white, so they didn't want to have pandas. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> oh, getting. Nailed it. Yeah. Good job. Um, anyway, Stephen, what do you think of the film? All right, so like Chris last week, I probably need to set the scene with the viewing experience of watching this movie because that influences how you feel quite a bit. (laughs) So I was in a crowded theater with many children, maybe like 5 p.m. showing, something like that, on a rainy Sunday. And I was sitting in the very back, well, second row from the back, (laughs) and about an hour in, a child behind me loudly vomited oh man (laughs) and they did not just leave it continued for like five (laughs) minutes and they like whispered to each other and then they just stayed there for the whole movie (laughs) what were they like unsupervised like (laughs) no no it was a whole family there was a whole family kid was vomiting everyone around slowly (laughs) creeped away because (laughs) it was really really uncomfortable so there's like a 10 minute stretch of the movie, 15 minutes where I couldn't really tell you what happened. Like what happened is a kid vomited and a movie was on. <laughs> what the so hell that are was up my... with these parents who just let their kids just go, like their bodily functions just go. It was really weird too when the kid started screaming, f*** me, f*** me, f*** me and stabbing himself in the crotch with the <laughs> crucifix. It, it's true, yeah, a lot of, but a lot I mean, of strange you know, things happen. Shit kid and vomit kid. <laughs> What's up with that? Why didn't the parents do anything? I guess they just really wanted to see Zootopia. So, yeah, I mean, that that never helps. And maybe I can attribute some of my feelings to that. But just kidding. I love this movie. <laughs> it was great. There was a <laughs> this was this was really, really so much better than I expected. Um, I think Carson nailed it. Like it would have been very sad if Chris and I chose not to watch this movie. I, I think. I don't know, when I view trailers like this, I don't know that they did a bad job marketing it, but it just felt very DreamWorks-y. Like, it felt like, hey, we have this concept and we're going to have, like, funny pop culture references thrown in, and then it'll be over. Like, look, there's going to be a DMV, there are going to be sloths, there's going to be a fox. Look, he wears clothes like a person. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like, it, uh, it didn't feel like it was going to be a whole movie, a world so much as, like, a... A series of assorted jokes meant more for the parents than for the kids. Um, and instead, I think this was actually up there with many great Pixar movies in like really fleshing out this whole world, you know, this whole set of rules and just really running with this theme. I mean, I thought everything was just so much fun. I love the city with the different microclimates, all the little details, like the way marine mammals enter buildings in one way and the other creatures enter another, uh, the way they've learned to live together. And thematically, if movies like Frozen or something, I think are kind of weak on interesting themes, even though they get a lot of praise for being like pro Disney princess and everything, um, Zootopia just knocked it out of the park. I mean, this movie had so many great themes to address for children, but I also think it was a just a gutsy movie for anyone. It's a very gutsy play by Disney to so openly address issues of like, it gets into sexism and racism and scapegoating. 
they should have used actual goats for that, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> Missed opportunity. Like it, it really addressed it head on, and I don't think it did it in a very one-to-one analogy kind of blatant way so much as like getting at the whole problem of limiting other people based on who they are and yeah I I loved it I thought it was such an original take it was such a fun and like interesting whole movie that never felt like just a series of jokes even like like the sloth thing, I hated it in the trailer after like the tenth time. In the theater, I was cracking up. It was so funny in the context of the movie to me, <laughs> even with all of the jokes being spoiled ahead of time. Like just in in that world, in what they're doing at that moment, then it was hilarious. Uh, Tommy Chong makes a wonderful appearance in this movie too. Um, oh, there that, are some things that, that get a little. Funny. There are some things that get a little more of the like DreamWorksy pop culture reference things like the the godfather character like I, th- I thought it was funny but you know this is they're not being as original here they're more just doing the classic animated jokes but overall yeah it was it was wonderful i, I like the music too <laughs> like i i joke about the song but it actually did like move me it felt like one of those disney songs that kids are actually gonna recognize and remember um yeah it was great I loved it. So Carson, you you were bringing up uh, that this like has to like perfectly hit um, the world building side of me, and I, I think it does do a pretty good job. I don't think it necessarily sells it as much as you um, are trying to sell it in my name, <laughs> but I but I I do really like what they did. Um, obviously, there's no like backstory. Like we get the entire backstory of how animals evolved. Um, simply from like a little child's play that's happening at the beginning of the film. But like seeing the world in the context of what it is, um, as Stephen was saying, like the microclimate thing, where it's like the desert is right next to um, the snow area. And you can see that like there's one apparatus in the walls where like it heats the desert and cools the snow on the other side. Um, They do a lot of clever things with the environments. um, And all that stuff is really, really enjoyable. Like I like seeing how the different groups of people play together how the larger animals um, have their stuff in one area and the smaller animals have their stuff in another area. Uh, it, it, it's it's definitely an interesting thing that they're going for. I think that there are a few scenes that they spend to try to sell that, and then the rest of the movie um, is sort of like, oh, we've just established it, and now we're going to go on and, and, and continue away from it. Like, it. It doesn't feel necessarily like the film really tries to... Um, fully build the world it just wants to build it enough so that you can buy the premise and then take off and then we'll use it for little visual gags and stuff from here and that's not a complaint i'm just i'm just tamp- tamping down the uh the level of of excitement that uh carson was attributing to me uh, for well, the film i thought you would have I, I did too a field day with at, it at, at the end know. of the movie we actually said like this is such a chris movie <laughs> No, no, I, I, it's it, it, it is, and I and, and I think like that 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 stuff is to be celebrated. Um, but I think that that I don't know. I I guess there's other stuff in the film that I'm paying attention to more. And and like when I get really excited about world building, it's it's where I feel that like 
I feel the world is lived in more than the world is set up as a gag. Like, I, I, I feel like the world building this is almost reverse engineered from like they come up with what they could do with something and then work backwards for how that could be a reality as opposed to feeling like, no, this world existed and they just set a movie in it. Um, and I don't know if that distinction makes sense at all. Um, but like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that they did anything bad. I'm just saying that like, it's, 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 I, I enjoyed it and I appreciated it, but I wasn't as excited as you guys expected me to be. Um, I, I, I did, however, really enjoy the, the thing that was absent from the trailer, which was the story of this film. Mm. Um, I, I, the, I felt that, um, the the story itself is is compelling the individual pieces the where the narrative goes and 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 where the plot is leading the the, the entire society um is all interesting and compelling stuff uh, i i had a fun time with that and uh it it did a good job of making me care about the characters and their drives to solve the case um both for personal reasons and for like societal reasons um i do think there there something about the the message of the film rubs me the wrong way because it, it, it's they're they're trying to have a great message while at the same time like making characters be those stereotypes that they're trying to point out the fact that like stereotyping is bad like the fact that like all the bad characters are weasels and like foxes you know like they're 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 giving these roles to the characters while at the same trying time trying to push this message about how like these ideas of what those animals are are not true and it's like it's like a weird like do you guys i i um yeah i i totally agree that was what i kind of alluded to but um yeah i feel like the movie tries to like have its cake and eat it too or whatever yeah um or try to have it both ways and um, that's interesting i didn't i didn't feel it trying to have the other way I, like, I definitely, I definitely felt that where, you know, they were, I, I feel like they were not constantly, but definitely making, you know, reference to the fact that like, Hey, don't stereotype. But then like, you know, they go into the DMV and everyone's slow. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there were just, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, like slots are slow. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that was the only one I didn't care about. Like that one didn't bother no, me. No, I mean, that I, I, yeah, mostly just, that was like, mostly played for last, but there's a, there's a lot of examples where it's like, you know, don't stereotype, but then they go ahead and do it Yeah, in the movie. I, I don't know. I, maybe I would need to hear examples and maybe like non-spoiler places aren't a good place for it. But I feel like there's a big difference between making light of differences and the kind of stereotyping that they're talking about, which is like limiting someone by what they are, not, not pointing out that everyone is different. So, so but like for instance, the, um, the character of Judy hops, she is small and like the movie never makes her not small. They make her have to solve problems very differently by virtue of being small and being a bunny, but they still make her good at what she does like they make it not limit her but they don't unrealistically give her like superpowers that undo it either and i feel like a lot of the kind of cheaper jokes at this movie aren't i don't know i don't know i I feel like it doesn't conflict with the message to make jokes about the animals being very different and still saying that stereotyping them is bad well i don't think that it i don't think it it renders the movie bad in any way like i don't think there's a it's prevalent enough to be like oh like 
I, I thought the issue, I thought it was pretty minor, but I did notice how, like, it was kind of like, oh. Well, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it was there for sure, I felt like. I, I guess for me, my basic problem with it is that they're not sticking with one metaphor. They're not they're yeah. not sticking with small versus large. They're not sticking with like um, being different. They're not sticking with n- nature versus nurture. They're sort of mixing all the metaphors together. And maybe they're doing that because they didn't want to too heavily hit just one of them. Um, or maybe they just they didn't have enough material to use just a few. But I feel like while well at one time like we we have this main story arc of of we have a society that is a mix of both predators um, who by their sheer nature back in time were savages and we have the prey who like the savages hunted right so like this is obviously the biggest theme of the film like it's what drives the entire story so it's like well we can't say that like this group of people known as predators are inherently savages on the inside we can't possibly like accept that as a as a thing in this society um Yet at the same time, the bad guys are a weasel. The bad guys, or or the con artist, is a fox. Um, like you know, all of the the mob dudes are 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 bears, and um, the mob boss is a rat. Like there's, uh, you know, the fox's little henchman guy is a rat too, or some sort of weird ferret or whatever the hell he was. He was a like a possum or something. I don't know. Anyways, oh the but, oh yeah. The weird dude with like the 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 surprisingly deep voice for the size of his character. Um, so like they're, they're doing things where it's like all of those characters are. Oh, <laughs> Wait, stereoty- I thought you were talking about somebody that that character was hilarious. I thought <laughs> no, like no, no, e- voiced by way, Debo from Friday, by the way. But but either way, like they they are those characters are stereotypically shady. Yeah, animals. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and, in what. I really don't want to do spoilers, but in what half of the movie does that happen? Like, there's a message of the movie, and there's a reversal in the movie, and you're pointing at all these things that are happening before the reversal, and then the reversal, I feel like, is doing a lot to try to say, like, why things would seem that way and why it isn't so simple. But 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 reversals only happen for certain characters. There yep, are still... Sure surrounding characters who for which that is not like they are playing those titular roles like they are they are being typecast as these people and some of them are those people because it like when the in the beginning when judy shows up to the police station and the receptionist guy is just all like you know you're cute and he's like oh sorry i was stereotyping or whatever (laughs) and then like later on you know then we get the Nick Wilde and his, uh, whatever friend. I don't know what the animal that was, but yeah. Like, cause like there's examples after that where it was like, hey, don't stereotype. And then after that, there were examples of when the, like, no, okay, sure. I, like when you said the the surrounding characters, not necessarily the main characters. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about characters in in general within the plot. Yeah. Yeah. And I I saw things like the cute joke. I saw that as more lazy, like DreamWorky. They're making like a reference to something and it's supposed to be a funny little moment. Um, I guess I didn't see that as a message part, the way the other stereotyping stuff is a message. I mean, because I feel like the whole movie, there's, like, the whole theme of the movie is, is, like, every buzzword on the internet, you know what I mean? And as, that's that's what's, that's the kind of frustrating thing about the movie, is that it, so it has all these themes of, 
you know, like racism and sexism and and like you said, like there are there's that present, but it's like I I don't know how I don't know how different it would be if like 2016 didn't latch on to all those things because like every review of this movie I saw was just all like you know pulling that out and bringing that to the forefront and I don't think while the theme is very prevalent in the movie I don't think that's the main like thrust of the movie like I feel like the mystery the noir type mystery of the film is the the beating heart of it and it just happens to have this message in it you know um well, I, and these themes but you know what i'm saying like did, did you did you kind of get that like it, like i felt that like a lot of people were latching onto the stuff that you know people talk about a lot nowadays and maybe that wasn't i wonder if it would be different if not so many people were bringing that up no, I, I mean, I, I think it, it, it's a it's a very intentional choice to have this film deal with those themes. But I feel like what they do is they undercut the themes by like basically they they choose to make all the characters an, animals so they can sort of like disambiguous disambiguate or whatever like the the theme of the film. But then what they do yeah. by randomly assigning animals to people so they can tell the story in a not too on the nose fashion, they still assign certain animal groups certain roles. And it's like, yeah, it, it just feels weird that like it's trying to push one message yet trying to maintain the balance of like, oh, well, these characters have to act this way and these characters have to act. It's like when it's convenient for the plot, they want to push one message. But at the same time, they're still like. They're, they're, they're still doing the thing they're trying not to do. Yeah, sure. it, it is weird in, in a certain I, way. I, I would grant you that to an extent. I, I feel like that's one of the the fun liberties that making this be about just animals in a cartoon world gives you. is <laughs> like the message of the movie isn't don't stereotype animals. <laughs> you know, so like <laughs> the movie stereotyping animals, I, I think is still fine when the message is more about well, I mean, it's, you know, it's very it's not one analogy, like an obvious set of analogies. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not. It's very animal farmish, but not because like that book is like is has a very like one like clear cut allegory. And like Chris is saying, this movie is kind of trying to have like a whole bunch of them mm -hmm. and it doesn't quite pull it off. And I thought that, too, because I think that I feel like. I feel like it is satirizing something. I don't know what though. Like because I feel like there's not like a a through line or something. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like they are laying the the message on pretty thickly at some points. Like there were a couple there were two scenes where I was kind of like taken out a little bit, but not to the point where I was like, "Oh, f this movie," you know? Um because I think like it had at least earned a little bit of, like, it had earned, you know, uh, itself in some regards because you were already so invested into the the world and everything and the characters. Um, but, like, that whole, like, there's a, there's a scene where Judy gives a press conference that I thought was, like, way too, like, no. Like, like some, some things that they handle, I feel like could have been done a little more subtly. Well, also the weird thing about that scene too is if you wouldn't have your new recruit give a press conference <laughs> on a situation that you literally four seconds ago said could incite panic in your city. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to 
not to bring up realism in Zootopia, but uh, yes, I do think that that Though was a little... Idris Elba should have... To bring up realism in Zootopia, there's a character who wants that to happen. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but anyway. But I'm um, just saying, like, that scene, and then there's obviously the obligatory scene at the end where it's like, it's kind of telling kids, like, you know, which is fine, but I also think you get into the the whole realm of, like, 2016 you tell kids be whatever you want to be and all they do is just like well i want to be a youtube star and it's like no (laughs) um so i i am i mean it's nice that like the the protagonist of this movie wants to be a cop like an actual job you know so that's good but i feel like most kids nowadays they don't care like it's just like i they don't want to do the work so therefore like the message of the movie is sort of lost because it's like you have the parents and in this movie, you know, saying, well, you can be whatever you want to be. And I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's like everywhere and everything, but like, it does seem to be more prevalent that like, there's a lot of examples of just like kids nowadays just are like, I just want to get internet famous. I don't want to put in the work. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, am I just being an old man? Like, I know that my, I know that my girlfriend's, my girlfriend's sister is a teacher. She teaches fourth grade and, um, she tells us all the time about how, like, you know, when she has like papers or whatever, where they have to write down, like, what are your goals in life? What are your aspirations? And like 90% of the class is just like, I want to be a YouTube star. 90% of the class just says PewDiePie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of frightening. So, like, the message in this movie, I feel like, while they think it's good, and I do think it's good in theory that, like, yes, the we should make the world, try to make the world a better place, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that in, in 2016, it's not as strong as it would have been, like, 20 years ago or something. I mean, I can agree that these these themes are now very much in the public like conversation yeah so it isn't groundbreaking (laughs) it it isn't groundbreaking in the way that it would have been a long time ago i do think though uh, there's a few things i want to cover first you mentioned a while ago that you you feel like the noir story is really the beating heart of the of the movie and that the the message part is maybe being elevated by reviewers because it's like a a bigger thing to latch onto. I kind of feel like the movie very clearly, the pitch of this movie involved those themes. Like I think oh, no, from I, the get-go, from the get-go yeah. as a design decision, they decided this would be a great way to examine these themes in a kind of Trojan horse way, like yeah. painted in a picture that kids will understand. And then I think the noir element came from, well, given that this is what we want to do, what would be like, a really cool, interesting story to tell surrounding it. I just, I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think that they ever, I don't disagree with that. I I think that they, they obviously went in knowing like, Hey, these are going to be the themes and we want to try and create some kind of allegory or satire for some of this. Um, But I, I just mean like, I literally saw a review online that said, Zootopia, 
the best animated film about racism you'll ever see. Like, that, to me, <laughs> is just, like, really? Like, I don't... Like, to me, that is, like, so not what the movie is. Like, it is, but it's not, like, the... F- it doesn't scream that when you watch it, at least when I did. I I, I mean... I don't know. It's, yeah, I guess it, it's I a think... weird thing because it, it, I feel like the the like how we've been saying like all the themes in the movie are kind of muddy because they're trying to cover a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know if it's just because my reaction to it is because it's these other people have been talking about it. Like they've really pinpointed that. So it's just like a weird thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just... Yeah, so yeah. By, by comparison, I actually had never read anything about this movie before seeing it or after. So I fell for the Trojan horse. I was thinking, like, at best, this is going to be maybe a Mulan-type movie of people don't think she can do it and then she actually can in the end. Yeah. And so when it did turn the tables and make it be about, like, much broader issues than just that one... Like, to me, that was the resounding thing. That was the takeaway because it was a blindside, kind of. And I don't I don't know how I would feel if it had been presented to me as a movie about these broader social themes. Maybe I would be looking for something else. But as a kind of surprise theme to pop out of the movie, I thought it it was definitely the most salient feature for me leaving it. Yeah, and again, it's like, it's like how he said, like, this movie probably would have played better uh, or felt more like biting, you know, like a long time ago, like 20 years ago. I feel like now it's kind of like. Well, this movie wouldn't have been made 20 years ago. Well, yeah. I, you know <laughs> even, I, if it was hand, even if it was hand drawn instead of animated or uh, yeah. digitally animated. No, I mean, I, ju- so... I just think that, the, you know, it's a lot more prevalent now. So they're, they're, it's more in the conversation. And I feel like that's definitely. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying. So I think the YouTube part stars. that really, the part that impressed me, it isn't, you know, the the hallmark version of the theme is kind of like the way the way you mentioned it of this. It's the same as the Shakira song. It's try anything, be you know, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. But I think the the piercing and fresh part is like the way it applies that to so many different issues like the the rabbit at the center her being anything it isn't the same as like Zac Efron wanting to be a dancer and his kid his dad not letting him you know this is it feels very more specifically about being limited by who you are and being told what you can and can't do and the story of the fox what I thought was interesting is how it tried to explain the kind of plot hole of sorts that Chris mentioned of like how so many more foxes did feel sneaky and so many more of these quote bad characters did feel bad like I thought the way it explained that that was like a complicated message to tell kids of like there are deeper reasons for why people do things and there are self-fulfilling prophecies and like as a movie aimed at kids I thought that was a really ambitious way to go about it so I, I appreciated like the the way it told those themes, even if the broad message isn't a surprise in 2016. So I think the details are gutsier than you would expect in a, in a kid's movie. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm trying really hard not to like deep dive into territory that I'm not gonna be able to come back from, but like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like 
So the idea that this film is not about limiting or being limited, the <laughs> the world is built from the top down. Like it is built from the large animals down to the small animals. The small animals have their own section of society that they live in. The There, there aren't like, there's not one elephant building homes for mice. There are mice building home for, homes for mice using shitty materials, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like the, like societally, there is no the 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 animals are not living together they're living amongst each other yeah but they're still separate <laughs> like there sure. there's i i just feel the mud, the metaphors are so muddy in this film and, and like it's hard for me to appreciate the positive things it's trying to do when it's like really like f-ing some stuff up pretty bad like unintentionally does that make yeah. sense no, I, I totally, I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I think that I feel like that the movie is strong enough to overcome like some of these, the things that I've been saying, you know, and or agreeing with. Um, I mean, I admire the fact that they went with this, this kind of theme in this kind of movie. I mean, I think the stuff that, that the, the way they handled uh, the character of the fox I thought all of his backstory and stuff was was actually really strong. Um, And, uh, you know, I think that I think that it's definitely admirable, like how they approached it. And I think some of it probably could have been pulled off if it was like toned down a a little more. I I don't know. I just think that uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's creating conversation. There's a lot to mull over in the movie um, and talk about. So I think that's a good thing. It's more uh, weighty than I feel like a lot of the last couple Pixar movies that have come out. Uh, actually, Especially the good dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, actually, I will, I will, I will say this movie did a much better job of personifying like animals <laughs> than, <laughs> than the good dinosaur did. I mean, I think that the uh, the Disney Tune branch that has put out, you know, this and Frozen and Big Hero Six. Uh, I think they are building a much stronger resume of movies than Pixar has done in the last couple of years. Um, I mean, not to incite rage, but I think that the uh, the sophistication of the storytelling in this and the world building um, and the themes, as muddy as they are, uh, I feel like are all way stronger than anything in Inside Out. Like, I think that this movie... Uh, kind of was trying. I, this movie just has leaps and bounds over that because I just, I just found everything in Inside Out to be not. I, I feel like it should be the reverse. Like in my opinion, like that shouldn't have been a Pixar movie in my mind compared to Zootopia. I don't. <laughs> I know I'm alone on that statement, but I just think that that there was just a lot more going on in this movie. Um. So. Yeah, and I mean, I loved both of those movies so i won't uh i won't join the riot <laughs> but um all right well, okay I, hold, hold on hold on i have i have crazy fan crazy fan theory <laughs> what if all of this entire movie takes place inside riley's head oh. and, and, and zootopia is where bing fong comes from <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second i need to go on to reddit and type yeah. this into something oh, totally dude yeah you gotta you gotta get on it um but i mean um, like 
the the character of Judy Hopps, I just thought was a much stronger protagonist than uh, Whiny Riley. So, well, uh, so I think I, I would compare Judy Hopps to Joy, and I guess I don't want to pick favorites, but I think both did a great job with the Leslie Nope type character, like the can do yeah. attitude and actually succeeding. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not going to pick favorites here, but I think this deserves mention in that conversation. Like, I think this rises to the level of a great Pixar movie. And I do think the ambition of Inside Out is much more maybe specific in that there's nothing sellable about the pitch. Like, it was a very gutsy thing to make a movie about the inside of a person's head. Like, you don't think you're going to sell action figures with that. But I do think the thematic ambition and scope of the world in Zootopia is at least as big. So yeah, I think Zootopia went for big inside out went for small and they're both like very good examples for how these kind of animated movies can explore a theme that kids might not see coming. Yeah. I did like that Judy hops was, I, I saw her as like the Tracy flick character type. Um, and usually when people do that character in other movies, it's like comes off really annoying. Um, and I think Judy Hopps kind of like they I think they get around it like they the, it, she doesn't come off as annoying, which I thought uh, Joy did in Inside Out. But sorry, <laughs> hater of one. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I thought that well, we all know that Carson hates Joy. <laughs> I just. <laughs> But that's just in life. I'm just, I'm, just all, I'm just all about sadness. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, dude, like, all the, I mean, all the, like, jokes regarding bunny sex was really funny. I thought, sorry, <laughs> is that bad? Am I stereotyping? Um, I they do know how to multiply. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you think, like. You think that in this society where they've evolved, they would be more responsible than to have 250 children? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they need, to put, a, they need to put a limit on that shit, man. Their their parents should have been like uh, Chewy and Triple Nine and wrap that shit up. <laughs> Child ruins everything. Um, but uh, but like but at Chewy, least Chewy didn't wrap it up either. That was the problem. No, that's what I'm saying. They should have. Yeah, yeah. Just, but you said yeah, like yeah. Chewy. You mean all? Yeah, I got you. I, I just I meant you. like Chewy. The child ruined have, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, like the character of Joy in Inside Out, I appreciated the fact that that she was like uh, kind of girly, but also like strong feet. Not to not to get all Captain save here, but like um, <laughs> I, I appreciated that she was like a strong female character who was girly um, and not like a strong female character who was like a man, um, which I feel like. Yeah. To, and <laughs> Did you just say a strong female character who was a man? Yeah, no, because I... Who was I, like a man. No, that, that no, was, like the... That was like man... There are those. That was like manly, because I feel like... No, yeah, yeah, It came out funny. I know, it's... I'm I'm trying to make the point in the fact that, like, I just laugh anytime I see a dude writing up about, like, strong female characters, and I feel like anytime they're referring to people, it's always like... Charlize Theron and Mad Max and Mad Max and you know Rebecca Ferguson and Mission Impossible like for movies that came out last year and like yeah. they're all fine like I'm nothing against them like and nothing against like the badass uh woman role but like is it like can't I, I feel like to be 
a stronger female character is like a Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Like she is a girly girl, but she's also a great lawyer too. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like there yeah. should be more of that too because like not every you know i feel like there's just a lot of movies are like well she's strong she just has to be a cop she just has to be like a dude um i don't know that's just like a personal thing i I feel like the like the characters in frozen are better examples of that than like just having a bunny be a cop but in the in the terms of this movie it works because she has to i mean there's it works for the movie i guess in this but I, i don't know i'm just saying that's just like a thing that I've noticed. It, it was unfortunate, though, that the uh, the mayor's assistant had to sheep her way to the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, that, that, um, I, no, I, I, just, I totally, I just, I actually totally that. agree. I, also, I agree for people Carson. listening, she's a sheep. Yes, I think. I mean, one thing that like I kind of latched onto in Big Hero Six that was new is that the there's the female roboticist in that. And she's not the stereotypical, like, you know, chick with a mohawk yeah. who's, like, very bro This is, like, a girly girl who is very much a girl and also very good at something. But they also uh, kind of had the other bro motorcycle chick. Yeah, sure. They they had both. And it's fine. Like, you, you can have both. Yeah. I mean, there and are... And I think this are, movie has both. And I think yeah. it's uh, it works totally great. I mean, I yeah, think yeah. there's many examples of both in real life. but I And I just think that a lot of the times in movies, you end up getting, like... You don't... You end up getting, like, more of the other. And it's almost like... Especially now, when you see people write, do these write-ups... It's almost just all like, you better reject pink and princesses, little girl, because that's not strong. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, that's not at all what it is. But um, anyway, the other thing I was going to say was like, this movie has a lot of, uh, again, I'm probably alone on this, but this movie has a lot of like uh, very, uh, there's a lot of things in it that date it. Like she uses an iPhone and there's a lot of references to like modern technology. And I sort of feel like, I mean, it didn't take me out, but at any movie that like does that, I feel like it just loses its timelessness so there was though, though, though i do i do like that the apple logo was a carrot logo yeah no i i the bunny phones i did like in this movie they were they were parody they were doing it some of it was parody and like instead of at&t it said pb and j on like yeah the, that was pretty good yeah like that stuff is funny i just think that like uh, some of that like ends up dating your movie and i think it loses sort of the timelessness of uh like frozen or big hero six had that like sort of classic disney feel wait are are you saying that in the future when all the humans are dead and all the animals are ruling the planet (laughs) as human-ish yeah at&t won't still be around Uh, how dare you no yeah you know but i'm just saying that's like a that that's like when everyone was like all like in a tizzy online when there's uh, over the Adele video, they're like, why were they using flip phones? Like how, what, why weren't they using iPhones? And it's like, well, and like the director had to come out and be like, well, that's because like it would immediately date it. Like I totally was like, Oh, this guy gets it. You know, like <laughs> fl- flip phones. Yeah, do- I, I feel fl- that too. In a, like they don't maybe make it I would... seem like, like you see an iPhone in the movie. It's like, all right, we're somewhere beyond 2010, you know? Yeah. It should have been an e-ink compact. <laughs> to me, it isn't know. about dating movies so much as, um, 
pandering is the wrong word. There's like the low hanging fruit and then there's the kind of timeless jokes and timeless messages. And when you go for the low hanging fruit of the pop culture or the very modern day technology commentary, that is the more DreamWorks-y impulse to me. Like that is what makes those movies on a whole fun to watch, but you don't remember them very well. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I, th- I think this didn't indulge too much in that, but it definitely had some, and I don't know how well those will fare in a while. Like Shrek 3 or something, where they're referencing, you know, pop culture things that happened in 2007, and I'm sure if you watch it now, it's like, none of this is funny. Right, like, and compared to a Shrek, this is very much not that. I think oh, the no, bulk no. of this is the timeless quality. Yeah, there's a there is. I, I mean, I definitely think that. Uh, but I, I just saying like having like the the iPhones and some of the you know when she when she pulls out her little um, iPod whatever music thing um, the shuffle. <laughs> she literally had a shuffle. Was it, it was a shuffle? So I can't. I don't actually. No, it was, was a nano. A nano. It yeah. was the new nano. I mean, I'm all for all the animal puns like fur fighters. And when she scrolled through, like that was funny. <laughs> But the fact that she pulled out like a nano or whatever, I was like, uh, you know, like that to me is kind of like. Was was it called a pod like P-A-W-D? I don't I don't know. I, 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 hope, didn't I hope it was. I know in the beginning I laughed because when the kid was playing the keyboard, it said Catsio. I thought that was good. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that was, It was like so dumb. It was funny, though. Like that was funny. And I did like how the blood, the, blood, blood. I did like how the kid in the beginning was like, "I can now be a tax evasion lawyer or whatever." That was pretty funny. There's a lot of there's a lot of really funny stuff, and like I mean, like I spent most of the time talking about like, "Oh, this didn't sit well with me," but I mean, overall, like I enjoyed myself watching this movie. There's a lot to take away from it. There's a lot of really clever things in it, um, like f- almost like far side level clever you know um but uh yeah i mean there's there's a lot to like and love in the movie and um i just wish they had kind of stuck it with the stuck the landing better with the themes but it's still like it's not enough to detract from the enjoyment of it the end well (laughs) um now that we're done talking about not reducing people down to a label how about we reduce this movie down to a rating oh yes See what I did there? I, I got it. I got you. <laughs> we're, stere- we're staring a stereotype this movie. <laughs> Unless anybody has any last thoughts. No. Let's go for the verdict. All right. Uh, Carson, <laughs> if you're going to give this a must-see, a reckon with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'd still give it a must-see because, like I said, animation and the the world alone was enough to, and the characters was enough to to see the movie in a theater. Steven? Uh, easily a must-see for me, too. I think the Carson's comparison to the Far Side Gallery is actually a really great one. Like, that is the kind of humor here, and there's a difference between that and the kind of cheap, easy jokes. I think this... It was just a really funny movie, a great movie. I agree with you that thematically some of the metaphors are muddy, but I kind of, I kind of love that. I love that it managed to be both. It wasn't just a message movie with very obvious roles but then it also squeezed in a lot of i think for a kid extremely powerful messages so for a kid for a for for anyone though um it's a funny movie a well animated movie the voice acting is great 
the themes are, I think, really awesome. And yeah, everything is great about this movie. Yeah, I, 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 I know I've been talking uh, in the theoretical negative about the film, and that's mostly just because there's uh, some stuff that uh, that uh, you know the, the themes are a little bit fuzzy to me. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty good, and I enjoyed the film. Uh, I, it's not quite a must see. I think that I was I was feeling a little bit weird about um, what it was trying to do versus what it was executing perfectly on. Um, so for me, it gets knocked down just to a recommend with a caveat, um, just because it was it was it was in a place that I couldn't like completely celebrate it, just because I wasn't quite sure. I liked where it was going some of the time, but, uh, but beyond that, it was still a fun film. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's making, making a lot of money. I think people can enjoy it. I just, um, it's hard for me to be as positive as I could be if maybe they would reduce the story down a little bit and concentrated on a few of the themes and sort of, instead of just kind of throwing them all together in one big pot and kind of mixing metaphors. So, yeah. So you think the metaphors should stay separate? (laughs) i think the metaphor should be separate but equal i mean i could have watched an entire movie of of uh nick wilde just hustling people i would would love that i would watch that okay actually you know what i want to talk about real fast why was there no digital short to open this movie oh i don't know it's a good question that actually made me really sad like i like i've you know I know that that Stephen didn't like uh, feast as much as I did, but like I I was excited to uh, potentially tear up at a digital short before this movie, and <laughs> Wait, uh, there feast, was none. Feast was the one in front of Big Hero Six, right? The dog, right? Yeah, yeah I, dog. I like that one too. Yeah, I, like I was I was very excited for it. Um, and when and and they even had the little like the black and white Mickey thing starting off, and I was like, oh cool, yeah, we're getting a short. And then th- there was none. Yeah, that was and, that's like the Disney Toon logo now. Yeah, like that that made me like legitimately. Maybe that's the whole reason why the movie didn't work for me because I was like still disappointed <laughs> that I didn't off. get my short. <laughs> <laughs> You're thrown off. I I did have that thought for like a split second, like oh I'm surprised they aren't showing like some kind of short before this, but I don't know. Maybe the uh, maybe the little the little kitty play at the beginning is supposed to be that short. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I, I was waiting for it, and a lot of the trailers could have felt like the beginning of a short too, because a lot of them had like kind of long opening scenes that they would go through. It, it, it was a shame not to have one. I, I didn't love Feast, but it, it was fine. <laughs> If you paint me as a detractor, I feel like you're making me look like a monster. <laughs> no, no, I, totally I, I just, nice. I just, it's no paper man. Well, no, it, mo- mostly people yeah. people listening may not know, but like, yeah. So, so we all love Paper Man, and when I saw Feast, like when I got out of the theater, I said something like, "Damn it, if Disney isn't killing it with these shorts or something like that." And I, I was very, very positive on Feast, and Wait. so Stephen didn't hate it, but he was like he was trying to like reel me back in from my excitement for it was there a short in front of frozen though i don't remember i don't remember there being one ice carving (laughs) i I couldn't tell you i don't remember like i feel like they skipped out on that one yeah but maybe not i don't don't know i don't know why i didn't even think about it for frozen but i did for this mostly just because i really wanted to see it i guess i don't know I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll have Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps solve it. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyways, uh, I believe that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of the podcast. Um, Carson, you're still unfindable by people? Uh, that is very true. Yes. All right. Well, you, you, can, you can find Carson placing tickets on cars that have been parked too long in the greater <laughs> L.A. area. Yeah. I'm just um, out there hustling. <laughs> Steven, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in a baby stroller with Carson <laughs> kind of hanging out. <laughs> oh, that was just Thursday nights. Yeah. Just, you know, what um, I do with my Thursday nights is up to me. Yeah. Um, or you can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Uh, you can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you, want, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to... Uh, it'll be the Gazelle song. Um, yeah. So... Hopefully you're enjoying that playing right now. The magical Shakira song from this movie. And uh, next week, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Aw, shit. Oh, yeah. You know, Carson sing it tomorrow night, right? Yeah, I get to see it tomorrow. And then he's going to not mention a thing, even though he's dying <laughs> to... He's, he's, I feel like Carson is rooting against this film. I have not, I have not had it spoiled for me. I My girlfriend has been trying desperately... She was trying to spoil it to me too. I know she was having a real fun time, causing you pain. The worst part too is like I was driving home <laughs> in the rain and my phone's like, bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm like, oh my god, if I get home and look at this, I know I it die, was so funny. If I die in a car wreck, knowing the spoiler to the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Chris weirdly ans- will answer a lot of texts in the car. I'll be like, I had to pull over, guys, to answer this text. <laughs> no, no <laughs> like, joke. What? I pulled over into a parking lot. <laughs> Like, at least you're being safe, I guess. <laughs> you know? Oh. Good times. Yeah, I, w- I just would have ignored it and been like, oh, whatever. Attend to I this later. I can't ignore it. Like, my, my phone's beeping, my wrist is beeping, like the car's <laughs> What, you beeping. got your iWatch on or whatever? Chris yes, is wired. Oh, car. dude. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never asked you if you got an Apple Watch, but I, of yes, course I have, you did. I have an Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> And his phone is, like, physically hooked into the car, so the whole car probably flashes when he gets a text message. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, it's bad things, yeah. But anyways, nobody cares about this, so... Oh, no, it's fine. We're, we're, we're going <laughs> to head out. Thank you guys for joining me. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you in our next review. Bye. Try